Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Everything Homes special segment. Stories needing sharing. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. Oh, welcome to the sixth gathering. Jesus Rocks Live. Today is Wednesday, the 17th of August. And I kind of thought it was important to give the dates because it matters when you listen back to these shows or watch these shows again and what comes out of that mouth over there, right? Lucy DeGrazia <laughs> and current events. So I usually do that. I mentioned the date on all the rest of my shows. So I figured we got to do it on this one because this is, this is not your typical Bible study. This is not your typical uh, prayer group because we layer that current events. See, it says right there, connecting current events with the truth of God. And uh, I encourage you to go listen to and watch the past episodes. Go to JesusRocksLive.com. I suck it right there. Watch and chat live. And all, all this is the other thing, too. I keep, I don't know. I, I someday forget. I forget sometimes to mention it. But if you listen to all my shows, that's all I do is talk about this show. So I think I have a problem. Like, as I was joking around with Lucy before we started here, it's 10.01. I want to make sure that I only get my five minutes in. Um, I was saying, uh, my, my new thing is make sure that everybody doesn't have these false idols, right? That's what we're doing. And we're doing it again, people. Because we just finished. The midterms or the primaries, and now we got the midterms, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this is the best person on the planet," and you're worshiping again, worshiping the false idols, like you did with the fraud sheet. Look how that turned out for you, right? That uh, non-vaccine bioweapon and and uh, mandates, right? Remember when mandates used to be a date between two guys? What happened to those days, right? I yearn for those days when they didn't hijack our language so badly. So, um, my advice to you is: do not put these politicians or anybody on uh, pedestals, false idols, no worshiping. The only people you're going to worship are not really people. It's Jesus and God, okay? So that's why we're doing these shows, to remind you of that and also give you the tools when you get on this battlefield. You know, there's a spiritual battle between good and evil, and everybody's saying that So on Monday show and kind of I ripped into, like, everybody, so I apologize, but not really. Uh, Monday, I went, I flew solo on the talk radio show, which is episode 356. 356, yeah, it was on Monday. And uh, I was saying, you know, when you get, everybody keeps saying it's spiritual battle between good and evil. I said, well, what does that really mean to you? What does that mean? Is it just something that you say so you could be part of the club and then you don't have to do anything? I was like, yeah, I kind of think it's another cop out, you know, because that's, that's what we like to do. We don't like to show up, right? We don't like to show up. We don't like to put the work in. We like to complain and, uh, and we don't like to see what's happening in the country. And the reason why it's all going sideways is because we took God out of everything, right? And then we let the demons take over. We let them take over government. We let them take over our schools. We let them take over the 13 bigs, which again, listen to the show, episode 359 or 7. Ooh, 358. No, this is 359. Okay. It's, yeah, it's 10.03. All right. I'm, I'm exiting myself here, but I just want to make sure. Um, join the chat today, okay? So join the chat. Uh, I'm going to monitor it on Rumble. I'm going to monitor it on The Getter and also on Cloud Hub. So when I leave here, I put on my, I got my roadie cap on. Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. Notice how Trump's not first. Trump's not the savior. So again, no false idols uh, worshiping, especially these politicians. What they're saying, the good one, what, sound, what sounds good is the, bar, the bare minimum. That's their job description. So they, they're actually doing their job. And you, a lot of people are going, yay, you're the best thing since sliced bread. No, they're just doing their job and they work for you. Keep that in mind. Okay. Worship Jesus, worship God, and you're on, you're on good track. So check, uh, go into the chat, uh, comment, you have prayer requests, anything you want to ask Lucy, I'm going to relay that information to her and, uh, go to jesusrockslive.com for all the past episodes. There's five. This is six. 
I listened to 343 this morning. I've listened to 350, my favorite one, 10 times. I'm going to listen to it today again. I'm telling you, every time I listen to it, I get something out of it and has literally changed my life just from this show, just from this show and just from listening to it. So I encourage you, share this with your friends and join us on this battlefield, the spiritual battle between good and evil. I want you now at this point to grab your Bibles, your pen and paper, your belt of truth and your common sense cap. And uh, Lucy is going to take you on a ride today, okay? So uh, don't be alarmed. Don't be shocked by what you're hearing. You have to accept the fact that that's the world that we live in. You're just finally realizing or maybe hearing it for the first time, and this is all good. This is all good. Once you reposition your reality and you realize that everything you've been told is a lie it, it, from every single angle, even in the churches, even by these pastors, right? We've realized a lot of them, Freemasons, they're part of the problem. They're a big part of the problem. So once you realize that and you listen to other people and uh, you put together two and two, yeah, it's still four, barely, barely, then uh, things will change. Things will change. And how, and God wins. Yes, God wins. But what about you? So we're bringing you this show, Jesus Rocks Live, so that you can win too and get on the battlefield. And you'll have the ammunition when people say stupid things to you because you're going to be wearing your gear. Oh, real quick, brightian.tv. I got the new shirt, Brightian Espanol. And uh, we have this show, Jesus Rock. So Lucy can be in your living room on Roku. So they're on Roku. You can do that. You can also go to brighttown.tv on Sundays at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. So you can watch that on brighttown.tv. And uh, did I forget anything else? I know I talked too long today, so I apologize. Right? So I think we're good. So I plugged all that. Go to the chats. Share this show with your friends. Go watch the past episodes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm serious. It'll change your life. Could change this country if we all started doing that. Maybe a little extra praying. Remember, you got to pray, plan, take action. Has to be in that order. So we want you to stand up, speak up, show up, and join us on all of this in the Save My Freedom movement. Save My Freedom. Go to the Take Action uh, menu. Everything home about us for all the information. Catch us on Mondays. I'm flying solo for the remainder of August at 12 p.m. Pacific time for the radio show. And on Fridays, don't forget, we're on Bright on TV trying to get Lucy to come back. She doesn't want to. She's like, Wednesday's enough. I said, join me on Friday on brighttown.tv at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, 10.06. I'm, I'm over. But yeah, come join us. And uh, don't forget, get some patriotic gear. It triggers these people like the hat, shirts. You can go to theflagshirt.com because we're in the Save My Freedom Studios here in Scottsdale, Arizona, Anarchy, Arizona, Mayor of Corruption County coming to you live. Jesus Rocks Live. Go to theflagshirt.com. Get your patriotic gear. Use promo code HOME10. Save 10%. All righty. All right. We're out of here. Oh, I'm out of here. I I give to you the star of the show, Lucy DeGrazia. Hopefully the sound worked this time. All right. Hey, everybody. If you're able, let's stand. If you're not, just sit worship. Pray through. Did
to be back got a lot to uh a lot to go over a lot of new stuff and i'm so glad you are sticking with me on this journey um that god is is taking us on and um so today i want to talk about some new stuff but we're going to go over some old stuff because we're talking uh we hit some stuff about the new age last week and you know the new age is kind of we're kind of swimming in it uh we've been swimming in it um, so if you grab your Bibles, I want to go back to Deuteronomy 18. I just want to review some of the stuff that we did last week, learning about the new age. Um, so in Deuteronomy chapter 18, beginning at verse nine, God tells us when you enter the land, the Lord, your God is giving you be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. Do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Okay. Uh, he tells us not to participate in these things. So where do we get these things? We literally got all of these things from the fallen angels, the watchers who were here. Remember, we talked about that way back when, when they, the giants, they were mating with, with God's humans. They were also teaching us. They were teaching us supernatural things that God says, those are the mysteries of God that we are not to know in our human form because our minds can't handle it. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that and why God says, no, your minds can't handle it. Okay. There's, there's a specific reason. Um, and then um, we talked about uh, what the new age teaches, right? We talked about uh, that the new age teaches, you know, uh, just, just be a good person, right? Just, be, Hey, we just need to be good people. We just need to be tolerant and everything works out, kumbaya, right? But in Mark, if you turn to Mark, which is this, uh, uh, the, the, in the Gospels, right at the New Testament, it's the, it's the second of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark. Um, if you turn to Mark chapter 10, and I'm trying to give you some, some time to get here. Um, and if you don't have your Bibles, uh, you can just write this down. Mark, Mark chapter 10, 17. Um, so we know being a good person does what? Um, not much, because in Mark chapter 10, verse 17, um, as Jesus was walking, uh, starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus' response was, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. Okay, so there, there is no goodness. So the new age telling us, so just be a good person. Okay, well, what does Jesus tell us, right? Um, the new age uh, also teaches us all roads lead to heaven. Remember that one? We don't, anyone, we don't need Jesus. All roads can get us there. Just be a good person, right? At the end of the day, God loves everybody. Um, everybody gets to go to heaven. Woohoo, it's a big party. But if you look at Matthew chapter 17, again, the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He tells us you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Okay, so Jesus or Satan's new age teachings, right? Choose what you believe. 
the new age teaches, you know, self, 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 look inside, you know, be your best, uh, you know, visualize what you want, um, prosperity. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about what you want. It's all about your best life. God wants you to be happy here. Okay. But we look at Galatians chapter two, verse 20, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Hebrews 12, 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Romans chapter 7, verse 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right but I can't. Okay. So I hope you're getting a clear, a clearer visual of what the new age teaches the opposite. Remember mirror image. It's teaching us the opposite of what God is teaching us. And then finally, we talked about um, false prophets, yoga, be careful worshiping idols, uh, the devotionals that you're reading or things that you're reading or hearing that you think are awesome. Um, and as a woman, we have to check ourselves all the time um, because who was the first to be deceived in the garden? Sorry, ladies, but it was us, okay? We have more emotions and we're more willing to listen to, to, to things that aren't right. And, and the, the fallen angels that God is talking about in Deuteronomy 18 that gave us all that sorcery and the witchcraft and the casting spells and all of that, they gave it to the women. Um, and the women kind of carried it forward. And if you turn to uh, Ezekiel, which is in the prophets. So just go with me for a minute to Ezekiel. So the Old Testament is divided up the law and the prophets, right? The, the laws of God. And then the prophets are in the back. And in, the, in between, you have the Psalms and the Proverbs. So Ezekiel's back in the Proverbs, uh, in, the, in the prophets towards the end of the Old Testament. And if you go to Ezekiel... Chapter 13 here, God is addressing his women, uh, judgment against false women prophets. And he's saying, now, son of man, speak out against the women who prophesy from their own imaginations. This is what the sovereign Lord says. What sorrow awaits you women who are ensnaring the souls of my people, young and old alike. You tie magic charms on their wrists and furnish them with magic veils. Do you think you can trap others without bringing destruction on yourselves? So, you know, think about it. Most mediums, sorcerers, fortune tellers, palm readers, they're women. They're women. So be careful. Be careful. Because the, those are the mysteries of God. Those That's the sorcery. It's not that it isn't real. It's that it is real, but it brings out the wrong light. Okay, and that's where we're getting back to. Remember Matthew chapter 6, verse 23, Jesus again tells us, and if you and if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Okay. So now let's go back and talk about this, this light, these angels of light, okay, that we think in the new age we're seeing, okay, and why God tells us not to. Think about the angels, okay? Angels are not demons. Remember, we have the we have angels. We have God created all the angels. God created Lucifer, and we're going to talk about that too, okay? Lucifer is an anointed being. God created. God created us. How? In his image. So if he created us in his image, then the angels were also created in his image, okay? So now we've got Hollywood. And the, the prince of the powers of this air who controls everything that happens here. And they portray devils and demons and, and fallen angels, black wings, right? They're ugly. They're terrifying. Horns, evil, long beards, right? But is that the way angels really look? Do we know for sure? Because they were created in God's image. They're siblings. The fallen angels and God's angels are siblings. Lucifer was right up there with Michael and Gabriel. 
and Raphael. They're siblings. So wouldn't they look the same? Okay. So you got to remember when God's saying, don't do this stuff. It's not because he doesn't want us to have fun here. It's because we're in danger of shipwrecking and believing that the light that we think we're seeing, because we're going to see an angel of light in these incantations. Lucifer disguises himself as an angel of light. You wouldn't know the difference in our human minds. That's why it's so, so very important to have a relationship with the Savior, Jesus. That's why God sent him here. So now let's talk about that. Um, because that's really interesting to me. Um, when we go to church, okay? Remember the whole reason why I'm here and I'm on this platform that Michelle has so graciously gifted me with is because I've been sitting probably like most of you in church every single Sunday my whole life and walking in the dark and stumbling and failing and making mistake after mistake after mistake and thinking I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything right. What am I getting wrong? Because I keep going back to church every Sunday and I hear the same thing. Jesus loves you. I know that, but what? why is my life like this? What, what is going on? And then it started to hit me when I started taking classes, believe it or not, back in Connecticut where I lived, in demonology. I started learning about the demons. What are they? And then I started really getting disconnected in my churches. And I would go, hey, how come we don't talk about like the demons and the devils and the, the fallen angels and all that stuff? And the answer was always, oh, you know, Lucy, you don't want to you don't want to give him that much credit. You know, he's a defeated foe. God's already defeated him. He's got no power over us. And, you know, we just don't really want to talk about him. And then the few times I did hear really, really mushy sermons, it was the enemy. And I would laugh because I remember, you know, taking my kids through Harry Potter. And yeah, I know. Don't judge. <laughs> we all we all live and learn, right? Again, like I said, why are we doing these things when I didn't know? Why didn't I know? Because why am I not being taught in my church, right? And so Harry Potter was really interesting to me because if you read it or watched the movie, the whole first movie, no one would say the name, the enemy. Do not dare speak the name out loud. You give power to it? I, I don't know. It's some weirdness. But yeah, and then they go, you know, we just don't want to talk about it because he's a defeated foe. He's not that important to us in the big picture. Okay, well, really? Let's talk about how not important Satan is in the big picture, according to the modern church that we've all been sitting in. And honestly, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to any comments and suggestions and, and things that you have to say about your own experiences in the churches, um, because, yeah, you probably haven't heard any messages about Satan either, really deep ones anyway. So let's dig in. So who is Satan? Who is Satan? Ezekiel chapter 28. While you're there, we're staying in Ezekiel. So turn over to chapter 28. We're going to start at verse 13. Okay, here's our first picture of this is what God okay is telling us. You were the model of perfection. Remember, God created Lucifer and all of the angels. He created everything. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned and every with every precious stone, red carnelian, pale green peridot, white moonstone, blue grain barrel, onyx, green jasper, blue lapis lazuli, turquoise, emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did. 
from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. See, God saw the evil in Lucifer before he even put Adam and Eve in the garden, okay? Because God sees, he knows us all, he created us. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all of your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground. Okay? There's Satan. Beautiful. God loved him. God anointed him. God ordained him. He was the cherub, the angel who guarded the garden. Okay? Go to Isaiah, also in the prophets. You're going to have to turn back uh, a little bit. Uh, Isaiah is the first of the prophets. Isaiah 14, chapter 12. Starting at, yeah, start, no, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 14, starting at verse number 12. I'm sorry about that. Again, this is the prophet Isaiah. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountains of the gods at far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Okay, so there we have our picture of who Lucifer is. So the battle between Satan and Lucifer happens. Turn all the way back to the last book at the Bible, Revelation. Like I said, if you don't have time to do this, write them down and do it later. Revelation chapter 12. All through Revelation, you see the battle of Satan, okay? Revelation chapter 12, verse 4. His tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and he threw them to earth. Okay. So when God cast Satan down here, Satan's a dragon now because God's punishing him. He sweeps down a third of God's angels down here with him. Okay. So there's a third of God's angels down here with him. So think about what that looks like. Okay. And then we talked about, you know, the Nephilim and, and all that kind of stuff. So right there, you know, Satan is a real being. Okay. Not made up, not made up. Okay. Sadly, our time with Brighteon is coming to an end. Uh, so I thank you, Brighteon viewers for joining us. Uh, you can flip over to JesusRocksLive.com and catch the rest of this now. Um, but we'll see you later, Brighton audience. We're going to keep going into the into the pits of into the pits of hell and casting out these demons. Okay, so we know who Satan is, right? Let's get on to Jesus. All right, Jesus, Matthew chapter four. So this was always a question of mine. It might have been a question of yours. Okay, so what was Jesus doing? If we don't have to be worried about the demons, if we don't have to think about them because they can't touch us, they can't harm us, if they're, Satan's a defeated foe, we don't have to worry about it, we can just live our best lives now, um, then what was Jesus here for? Why did God send Jesus? Who did Jesus come to purchase us from? Who were we in bondage to? Who owns us here since the fall? Why do we need a savior if we don't have to worry about the defeated foe? Kind of diminishes Jesus to have this attitude, doesn't it? 
kind of diminishes Jesus, kind of blends in our church with the new age. What did Jesus do? The first thing that Jesus did, Matthew chapter four, let's go through this together. Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Did he do it for fun? Did he do it for kicks? For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. And during that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Okay. You know these stories, right? The temptations of Jesus. We've heard them in our churches. But what was going on here? What was going on here? Okay, remember I held up that card. The, thank you. This card. I don't know if you can see it all the way there. The, what's going on here? Jesus is teaching us how to fight the devil, Satan. Remember, God's word. Satan's using God's word, and Jesus uses God's word. It's the sword. So he says, hey, turn the stones to bread. So he's tempting us first with our physical needs. Jesus is teaching us how to resist the devil. He's going to tempt you in every single way. He's going to tempt you with your physical needs. He's going to make you want, okay, physical things. You're hungry. You're thirsty. What will you do for food? Look what's going on in our world now. Are we going through a food shortage? Hmm. Maybe that's because Satan knows he can tempt us with our physical needs. And maybe we won't be strong enough to endure because we're not really holding on to Jesus. So Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone. He quotes Deuteronomy. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God, the living bread, right? Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off for the scriptures say. And here it's really interesting. He quotes, Satan literally tries to use our prayer of protection, Psalm 91, against us. When we're in trouble, we pray the prayer of protection. He will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Okay? And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you see, Satan was twisting it. Do not test the Lord your God. Psalm 91 is our prayer for protection and we don't test it. We don't go to the Grand Canyon and jump off and go, God, save me because I know you will. That's testing the Lord. We go when on our knees. God save me, I'm in trouble. That's the psalm. See, Satan, mirror image, twists God's words. And then finally, the devil took him to the, the peak. So what, what, um, what, what Satan was, was tempting us there was with, with power, power and pride. You have the power, God tells you, right? Just throw yourself off the cliff. Nothing's going to happen to you. There you go. So second way that the devil will teach us, will tempt us to stray from Jesus, power and pride, right? And then finally, he says, the devil took him to the peak of a high mountain, showed him the kingdom of the world and said, I'll give it all to you if you kneel down and worship. And that's when Jesus said, get out of here, Satan. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. That's the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay, so Jesus right there shows us Look, the devil's real, and I'm going to go up because I'm coming down here in human form to show you how this looks and why you need to stay really close to me, okay? And he showed us right there. First thing he does. Then for the next three and a half years, two-thirds of that time, he spends casting out demons. He's telling his, his disciples, I'm giving you the power. You go cast out demons, okay? I'm giving you the power to do it. You go and do this. You can do it. Two-thirds of his time here, he spent casting out demons, healing the sick. He taught us to do that too, okay? So let's think about this. Why do we never talk about the demons in church? They can't get you. They can't get you. 
God is love. God is love. God is love. They can't get us. Okay. So let's talk about that. Yes. If you are, if you have, if you claim Jesus as your savior, you have asked him and you have surrendered your life to Jesus as your savior. Yeah. The demons cannot come in. They cannot possess you because the Holy Spirit's in there and you can't have good light and dark living in the same place. You know what happens. The light will overcome the dark. So we're good there where Jesus is our savior. Where we're not good is on the outside. Jesus can't, Satan, I'm sorry, Satan can't possess us. He can't come inside us if Jesus is our savior, but he can come upon us. He can oppress us. Okay. He can trip us up with false teachings. Just like he did with Eve in the garden. Okay. So it's kind of like this, this whole thing that our church tells us, you know what? Don't be so crazy because now you sound like a legalist. Now you sound like, a, like you're crazy for Satan. You sound like the crazy church lady. We're going to get into that in a second. But think about it. You sound crazy when you talk about the demons. Really? Because that's all Jesus did. It's <laughs> all Jesus did. Teach us about the demons. Because who's the prince of the power of the air? Yeah. Okay. So he teaches us how to avoid. He teaches us to stick with them. So, so church teaches us, yeah, we don't have to worry about it. Okay. Cause I have the Holy spirit in me. I get that. But just because I don't own an attack dog, does that mean I can't be attacked by my neighbor's dog? If I go outside my house and try to walk to my car and my neighbor lets his dog out of the yard and the dog comes running up after me. I mean, think about it. If you've ever seen that, um, if you've ever seen the, um, the movie or read the book, The Pilgrim's Progress. I highly suggest you read this book. It's it's like 16th century. Um, but it is a really great take. And if you watch the movie, the movie's animated, but it's really, really good. I highly suggest watching it. There is a scene in the movie where Christian, he's walking and Jesus is, you know, he's 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 learning how to stay on the on the narrow path. Okay. And so He's on the narrow path and he's being told, you have to stay right into the center. Don't veer to the left or the right, not one foot to the left or the right. And in the movie, the visual is you've got these roaring, devouring lions and they're chained and their chains allow them to come right up, but they can't reach the center of the path. And so if you're staying dead center in the path, remember that Matthew chapter seven, the road is narrow and very difficult. You stay dead center. Those lions are going to keep coming at you, but their chains are going to end just before they can reach you. So they can't get you. Okay. And that was a great visual in that movie. I highly suggest it. Okay. So Lucy, what does this look like? Right? Because I'm all about what we learn in church has to connect in this, in this, real world. Otherwise, what, what good are we doing? We're sitting in church and pretending that this we're in this different place, but then we, we step out and we're among the attack dogs, right? So what does this look like? What do we do? I want to bring us back because Ecclesiastes, if you look at the book of Ecclesiastes, it basically tells us history repeats. God just lets us go around and around and around in a circle hoping that we're going to figure it out and hoping that we're going to come to Jesus and we're going to stick to Jesus because at the end of the day, the only way out of this is Jesus. The only one that the demons must obey and must listen to is Jesus. Okay. So let's go to the 1960s. I don't know if any of you have heard, and remember everything that I tell you, research it. Everything that I tell you, remember, we're supposed to test everything we think we want to know against the Bible. I'm always, don't believe me. I'm just a messenger and I'm not a theologian or any of that stuff. I'm just putting to pieces together what I see, what God shows me. So back in the 80s, I don't know if you heard about this thing called satanic panic. Okay, so let's talk about it because we're coming into satanic panic again. Uh, and I want to I want to go over this. All right, and it's going to be real quick because we, we our hour just goes so fast, right? So we'll 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 keep it going into next week. But satanic panic, so happened in the '80s, but everything right because they play a long game. Everything happens slowly, and at some point we're going to go very deep 
into MKUltra, Mind Control, the Freemasons. Uh, Fox Nation is about to release this huge documentary on the Freemasons. Uh, it looks really good. It looks like they're going really deep with it. Let's just pray that they actually keep to the truth. Because a lot of times these documentaries, like if you watch them on the History Channel, they take you really close to the truth, but then they always come back at the end like, yeah, and it's just a bunch of crazy Christians who think this is all happening. When really, it really is that these are just stories, right? Remember, secret societies. And remember, who is Satan? The father of lies, the great deceiver, okay? So 1966 in San Francisco, the United States got its first official Church of Satan, a man named Anton LaVey, who was pretty much a hippie from San Francisco, um, he just started latching onto this idea of Satan and, and he opened up a church. Okay. And it was the first church of Satan. And then within two years, cause this is how fast, you know, once Satan goes down that slippery, once he gets up to the top of the roller coaster, it just kind of goes down. Um, and then by 1968, Anton LaVey is working with none other than Roman Polanski on a movie called Rosemary's Baby, all of okay? So if you haven't seen Rosemary's Baby, take highly suggest you watch that. Anton LaVey um, helped. He was the, the advisor to the truths of satanic ritual and all that in Rosemary's Baby, okay? Um, that movie was pretty famous, and that movie started sparking an interest into all things demons and the occult. Um, by 1970, we had none other than head-spinning Linda Blair, the exorcist. That brought us, whoa, our love of all things Ouija board. Because remember, 12-year-old girl playing with the Ouija board, that's how she let in, opened up the portal, right? Let in the demons. It took her over. Um, at the same time now, it's in the 70s, early 70s. you got the Amityville Horror. Now we're getting this love of the occult. We're in the middle of the Vietnam War. Cultural, moral, moral, cultural rot is happening, right? we got the hit, the six, and this is all planned. And like I said, later episodes, we will talk about that. We'll go way back. But right now we're just, we're just getting into the satanic panic because it's where we're living. <laughs> it's where they're taking us. So I want to, I want to try to illustrate it. So we've got, the New Age movement is really, really, really settling in now in the 70s. Uh, we talked about that a little bit last week, right? The age of Aquarius, the hippies, everybody's loving this free love. God is love. Love is love. Right? We're hearing that now, aren't we? Um, then we get to the 80s. And like I said, this is a real, this is a real Cliff Notes version. We get to the 80s and now we've got the death culture, heavy metal, heavy metal. We've got Coming up through the 70s, we've got the occult rising, Charles Manson family, Son of Sam, the Zodiac Killer, which we're going to talk all about that. Incredible stuff. Um, Vietnam. Woo, the Vietnam War. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so what was happening in average America while all this was going on, and I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and I saw it in my own town in Connecticut. The newspapers were constantly, constant articles about things happening to kids, uh, stories about haunted houses, mysterious strains events. Um, all across middle America, farmland America, there was uh, report after report after report about farmers, their cows, their chickens, their goats were like murdered in what seemed to be weird ritual. They were gutted their organs removed, they were put in weird positions, eyes gouged out. Okay, now while I'm saying this, what have we just been living through the last couple of months? Have you seen the mysterious death of all the cows on the sides of the road, all turned upside down, weird? Nobody knows how all the cows are dying, right? So here we are. But all across America, this was happening. And then in like small towns everywhere, and then news stories started coming out about kids, little kids, preschool age kids, telling these weird things to their parents about what was happening to them during daycare and preschool. So they started investigating, okay? Because back then we didn't have blanket federal CPS. That didn't come till the 90s. We're gonna get there too. Blanket federal CPS we didn't have. So each state, each county, each town 
looked after its own. So a lot of these towns where they were getting complaints within their local towns about, hey, my child, my kid is saying like this, they're, they're being taken in a tunnel, that they're being taken to these rooms, that this is happening, that this is happening, they're being touched. And then sure enough, the parents started noticing all of a sudden my kid doesn't, doesn't want to go to bed at night. All of a sudden my kid won't get in the bath is freaking out about taking a bath at three years old. What's happening? No, mommy, no, mommy, I'm afraid. All of a sudden, my kid doesn't ever want me to go to the go outside the house. Mommy, mommy, don't leave, don't leave, you're going to die. What's going on? And then it got even worse. Parents started seeing rashes on their children's private parts, bruises, STDs. Kids were, little girls were getting chlamydia and stuff like that. Okay, so the news at the time, a lot of the media was covering it. It was out there. The police, they were investigating it. There were crime units looking into these occult situations. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Enter around 1982, we get Dungeons and Dragons along with the heavy metal music. Now we got the teenage boys are acting really weird. And we've got some weird crimes and stuff happening with teenage boys. And they start looking into this Dungeons and Dragons because in Michigan, there was a 16-year-old kid who was taking summer classes at the University of Michigan, and he played Dungeons and Dragons. He was really obsessed with it. And there were um, supposedly like tunnels underneath the, well, not supposedly, there were tunnels like um, transport and sewage systems and stuff underneath the university. And so Apparently, the story goes that he was playing Dungeons and Dragons under there and he never came out. So he went missing. His parents were looking for him. By the time they found him, he was in the tunnel. Uh, they, they, they said there was a suicide note um, that he just you know couldn't handle whatever. And, uh, and there was all this satanic stuff in the tunnels. And so parents were like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Now, remember that story because that's the whole that's the whole basis for the show that is the phenomenon now, Stranger Things. Okay. It's the same. It's about that kid who went missing in that tunnel system. Um, we have another kid, the youngest ever to be given the death sentence. Um, he killed a store clerk and both of his parents because he, um, he was playing Dungeons and Dragons and he loved Ozzy Osbourne and he was listening to all that music and he got really dark. And, uh, yeah, Geraldo Rivera did a two-hour documentary of it in the 70s. I mean, it's this is not a secret. It's all out there. But what happens is, like with everything else, um, the higher-ups, the prince of the power of the air, the rulers of the world, they have to cover things up. So what they do is they take the victims and they make the victims the crazy people. They take the Christians and they go, these people are crazy church ladies. Remember in the 80s, Saturday Night Live, Dana Carvey, and he did the church lady. And remember, everything was about Satan. And he made people like me, because I get called a crazy church lady every single day, because it's satanic panic. Oh, you guys are all about those demons that don't really exist. You make a big deal out of nothing. Yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, it was just some wild kids who did some stupid stuff. At the end of the day, it was just some babies who made up stories. So let's talk about those stories, because a lot of those stories were coming from military bases. OK. And remember, this is coming out of the Vietnam War. So interestingly, I did some work research on the military bases and child care. And I learned that the. Um, United States military has the largest childcare facilities on the planet. They take care of the most children. They employ over 23,000 childcare workers across the country. Now, these reports in the 80s were being reported on military bases, more than 30 across the country. Same stories, same kids. Weird, huh? A lot of them were started with in California. So let's talk about these military bases in California in Presidio. Okay, so Presidio Military Base in California in the 80s. Um, 
there were parents who were complaining. My, my kids are saying these weird, weird things. Okay. And so this one parent, and remember these guys are military, it's their kids. So they're in the military as well. So he's at the grocery store with his three-year-old. Um, and she happens to see a couple in the grocery store who were also military. And she goes, daddy, that's, that's him. That's Mickey and Shambi. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, remember I told you about Mickey and Shambi, how they take me to their black room. She described everything to her dad. And so when they were at the store and she recognized the couple who was taking her off the military base. Now the father's like, whoa, okay. So he reports it. He was Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino. Okay. So let's look at Michael Aquino. Michael Aquino it was a PSYOP expert in the United States military, very high ranking. He's a Lieutenant Colonel. He served as the NATO liaison officer. He was a consultant and faculty member of the United States Army Command and General Staff College. He was a licensed securities dealer registered with the New York Stock Exchange. He worked for Merrill Lynch. He was a, uh, he was a broker at Merrill Lynch. He was an open Satanist. He went to the premiere of uh, Rosemary's Baby in 1968 as a young college graduate who graduated with uh, poli sci. And he became fascinated with all things Anton LaVey, joined the Church of Satan, and by 1975 decided Church of Satan wasn't militant enough. So he went and opened up his own church of set with his own rules and his own stuff. Okay, And he brought a lot of the military in. Michael Aquino was sent to Vietnam, okay? And he, um, he wrote, he did psyops in Vietnam. And because he was such an active participant in the Church of Satan or the Church of Set, which was his, he actually convinced the military to have denominations of Church of Satan all throughout Vietnam for the soldiers. And a lot of them went there. David Berkowitz was one of them, who later became son of Sam who later was diagnosed with none other than dissociative identity disorder, schizophrenia, multiple personality. Remember we talked about how, how you get to be that. Michael Aquino wrote the war psyop military manual that they still use to this day on how to control the minds of an entire population with radio frequency, microwave energy frequencies, okay? It's really deep. We don't have a lot of time to go into it now. Look into it. We'll talk more about it. Um, we still use those manuals today. Michael Aquino did not disguise his open love of Satan and the military had no problem with it. They looked into him, they investigated him and they said, he's a stand-up guy. His church does really good things for the community. <laughs> um, he says he doesn't worship Satan. Again, father of lies. He's a stand-up guy. And so um, he literally was an open Satanist. He loved fascism, totalitarianism. He was open about his love for Nazi pagan rituals. Um, and he became the liaison to take Joint, Joint Chiefs of Staff over to Germany after World War II. Um, we were training, training in this castle from leftover from Hitler's right-hand man uh, in Germany, mind control. Um, and also probably doing a lot of sacrifice there. So, okay, so you just got cliff notes on Michael Aquino. So what does he have to do with Presidio? Okay, well, he was he was on the Presidio base and she, she fingered him. She pointed him, the three-year-old girl. So that caused them to investigate. And when they went to Michael Aquino's home, the police noticed that, wow, this three-year-old girl, everything she said, everything she described was there was there. And so they arrested Aquino and there was a huge trial. There's all these trials, everything. And as you'll see, when you do your research, all charges get dropped. The victims become the, the insane people because what they do is they use the lawyers and the counselors and, and um, 
and the doctors and the psychiatrists and these, and they all question these victims who are all children. And then they, they lead them. And then they all go, yeah, you know what? He said this when I interviewed him, he said this when I interviewed him. So they're not credible and they dismiss all the charges. Another thing that another trial that was going on at the same time, and you need to look into this too. There was a movie made about it, the McMartin preschool. Over 360 children were being subjected to satanic ritual abuse. Parents were coming forward. Trials were brought. Everything got, was dismissed. One case after the next, after the next, after the next. People turn up dead, et cetera, et cetera. We are going to have to take this next week. We're going to have to do part two. Um, it gets really, it, we're going to keep going. It's going to get deeper and deeper. We're going to keep going with it. Um, but now we're going to have to wrap it up. So for homework this week, look into these, these cases, look into McMartin preschool trial in the seventies, uh, the Presidio case of the eighties. Uh, look up, um, if you can find, and it's not too hard to find, uh, Geraldo Rivera, it was from 1980, October 1987, he did this documentary on it. He actually has Michael Aquino and the daughter of Anton LaVey on his show. So you can actually see them in their own words and see what they have to say. He also has uh, the the, um, the death row victim um, who was, was uh, he, he was uh, testified as well. Um, so... You need to look at it. So that's your homework for this week because we're going to keep going deeper into this because I'm going to take you to where we are now and show you that we're in the satanic panic once again. And it's it's real, but it's not satanic panic. That's what they're trying to make us think, to make us look crazy yet once again. Uh, remember, Jesus, here's the good news. Jesus came. He came because he knew all this. He knew we were going to have problems here and he came to save us because he loves us. And he says, I am the only way. No one gets out of here alive and no one gets out of here alive without me. Jesus, I am the savior. I am the narrow path. I am the way. So even as dark as it seems, it's never ever that dark because we have the light and all you need is one light can light up that whole room. So I love you guys. I want you to hang with me on this because like I said, we're going to keep going. Look up those scriptures. Start recognizing the demons are real. If Jesus is your savior and he lives inside of you and you are the temple of his spirit, you cannot be possessed, but we can be oppressed by those attack dogs and we need to strengthen up. That's what our armor is about. We need to strengthen up. We need to know the ways of the devil, recognize his ways so that we can resist him and he will flee in the name of Jesus. Remember, God loves you. Let's end and I'll see you next week. Oops, not yet. <laughs>
is in heaven for all eternity with our Father, Most High God. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Love you guys. You've been listening to Everything Homes special segment, Stories Needing Sharing, with Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained and we hope that you picked up some real life tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.